I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. Ashish is my baby. Do not put that in the episode. <laughs> Future Church Podcast. It's been a couple weeks, but we are back with a fresh episode. This one is a ton of gold. You're going to love it. But before you listen, hit pause, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And even better than that, would you share this episode with somebody who cares about the future of the church? That would help us out a ton. As always, you can find us on Instagram. Let us know your feedback, somebody you'd like us to interview or just things that we could talk about to make this podcast even more awesome. We would love to hear from you. Just follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Future Church Pod. And now for today's episode. We're back with the Future Church Podcast. It's been a couple weeks. Ashish, how are we doing? Man, I don't know. It's been it's been too long. I feel like our listeners have no idea where we've disappeared to. It's like we just kind of fell off the face of the earth for a few weeks. So um, we're still alive, right? We're, we're still alive and kicking. Things, what encouraged, are, things are still happening. What encouraged me was that a couple people were wondering where we were. And that says to me that we are beloved and, and we were putting out some stuff that matters. For those five people that reached out, thank you. No, it's more than that. I mean, we, we, we've definitely seen our listenership grow, which has been fun. And it's been, it's been a cool journey so far. But Ashish, how have these last couple of weeks been for you? What have you been up to? What, what have you been doing? Man, um, so the last few weeks have just been crazy for me. Just, uh, you know, just work, life. Um, my kids have just been super busy with sports. So I've been going to like baseball games and t-ball games and practices. And we've been, we, we visited Portland for like, there's just so much going on these last few weeks. Um, you know, and then I also had finals. So I got through finals for my, for my set for, for my semester. So, so that's officially done. So that felt good. So it's been, a, it's been a crazy few weeks for me. So how about you, Taylor? Yeah, man, it's been nuts. We've, we've had a lot of shifting at the church. Uh, we've got, our, you know, as, as you might know, my assistant youth pastor, uh, her last week was just a couple weeks ago. And so that's been a shift in some of my focus. And she did a lot of the stuff with our youth ministry. And so uh, she was well loved. And so, so her being gone, but then also our executive pastor, associate pastor, Ed, who you and I both know, good good friend uh, for many years. Uh, he just had his last Sunday, him and his wife, uh, both were on our staff and they had their last Sunday this week. And so they're going to be doing some new fun stuff. And so we, uh, we've had a couple crazy weeks though, where we're trying to figure out, okay, so what now? And, and filling the roles and adjusting things and all sorts of stuff. And so we're, we're kind of, um, by we, I mean me, uh, kind of running around with my head, uh, a chicken with my head cut off a little bit, but it's a good learning experience where we're, we got some good, good stuff ahead. So we're just trying to figure all of that out. Lots of change. Uh, and it's kind of like this big crater thrown into the pond and it's a big splash, but better that than a bunch of ones thrown over a long period of time. So 
Yeah. That's what we're figuring out. So that's my job. And then you got my son, he's peeing all over the house. And uh, <laughs> I know you asked for that. And so um, he he's potty trained, but then he's not because clearly a potty trained child would not just drop his pants and at any given moment just pee wherever he's at. And that is what he's choosing We've all to been do. there. We've all been there, Taylor. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, I, I, I would like to say that I have the freedom to do that. But unfortunately, I have neighbors that can see me from their window. And so I would probably not. That wouldn't bode well with me. So, uh, however, my son does feel the freedom to do that. And so yeah. he's adding a little bit of stress to our day when it's a full day. And then it's like, Jude, come on. What are you doing, bro? And And then, yeah. And then Hayden is sure to say, come on, bro. And she picked that up from me when I said, come on, bro, to my son. I said, come on, bro. And now that Hayden is saying, come on, bro. I'm like, Hayden, you can't say come on, bro. She's like, well, he's my bro. And yeah. so that's that's kind of been our week, man. <laughs> that's awesome. So <laughs> Yeah. I We, on Sunday, this la- a couple of days ago, we just celebrated our youngest. It was her two-year-old birthday. So she's been all about monkeys, literally all about monkeys um, for the last like six months, actually maybe the last four months. And so when we would ask her, what do you want to do for your birthday? She'd say monkey birthday. Wow. <laughs> so almost every gift was monkey themed. And we had like inflatable monkeys, like a monkey birthday cake, like everything was monkeys. And it was just so funny. Like, um, my sister-in-law, Kaylee's sister came up uh, for a few days and like, we just, it was literally our whole house is filled with monkeys and all the family and uh, you know, friends sent us like monkey gifts, which just now we have like all these little monkey toys and it was just so funny. That's amazing. Um, what was it yeah. like? What was it like having family up? Did it, did, was there a feeling of normalcy? Your daughter turn into like, was it a sense of of normal and humanity? Was it like, was it refreshing? Was it fun? Was it withheld? Was it weird? No, I mean, we, we've, we've been, you know, throughout the pandemic, we've been careful, but we've also sp- spent time with family. So it didn't feel awkward at all, or it actually, you know, just felt a little bit, um, you know, th- there's that hopefulness again. I think it's because it's spring, um, but I think it's also because, you know, things have gotten significantly better, um, you know, with all the things going on with just getting back together and vaccines and all the different things that are in motion. Um, so in general, there's like just a, a new sense of excitement, a sense of, man, like, so I can't wait for summer. I can't wait for fall. Like, there's going to be a great yeah. year, like that kind of feeling. Um, so that that's definitely there, you know, but how would you, would you say that that's the same for you, Taylor? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I definitely, I definitely would feel that myself. I think what's fascinating is we've got people in our world across the spectrum, as I'm sure you do and many, many others where, uh, whether it's family or people you go to church with or people you work with or people that, uh, that you live near neighbors. Um, that are all across the spectrum. Um, and when I say the spectrum, I mean of every kind of spectrum. Like there's a bunch of spectrums yeah. and people are all across all of them. And so 
you know, what's fascinating is you leave one environment with a certain mode in your mind and then you go to another one and you kind of have to switch a little bit, right? So uh, I was with, with a, uh, a group where we're, we're all familiar with each other and we've kind of been uh, near each other a lot. And so, you know, I'm in one mode and then I, I remember walking across, uh, walking in our neighborhood and we have these certain, you know, all in our neighborhood, there's plenty of people across the, the spectrum. But I remember there were these neighbors and I said hi to them. And and as I lifted my hand, I'm about 15 feet away from them. They like jumped back. They, they it was <laughs> as if like, it was like, hey, don't don't fling any germs towards me. And um, and they they looked the other way and walked very quickly. And they had their masks on uh, and it's outdoors and I wasn't near them. And I was like, oh, sorry. Um, and it was interesting thinking like that they they're from me like we've been taught in this this whole season to like fear our neighbor and mm. so i i don't know that's that's been a that's been a really uh interesting phenomenon where where um i i guess i'll to answer your question what i'm hopeful about is maybe that life getting sucked out of that a little bit where people who are afraid of their neighbor or afraid of family members or afraid of, of just being able to relate at a human level to others, um, where maybe that, um, is depleted a little bit. I would like to see that. Totally. Uh, I think that was an interesting thing. I was, I, I, I remember being affected by that for a little bit. Like it didn't sit well with me because not because I didn't think that they had the right to be, you know, perhaps more cautious or than me, you know, I have people in my world that are like, you know, more cautious and less cautious than I am. And so I can, I can, I'm fine. Um, but what was fascinating to me was it was almost like there was this fear in my neighbors of me because, you know, of the possibility of what I could, uh, bring to them. And I think that's one of the things that I think, um, I, I, one of the negative effects of the whole of the pandemic and whatnot, and as it's played out into plenty of different spaces in our culture and, and all of the things is we've been taught to fear our neighbor. And I would love to see that kind of reversed where we have been taught to see our neighbor again and love our neighbor again, and, and not just our literal neighbors that we live next to, but our neighbor people. And um, I can't remember if I was sharing you with this with you, but we have, we have this small group at, um, with our church and that Noel and I host, and we've only hosted it for, for a couple times and it's for younger, you know, just married, uh, couples and, and whatnot. And we've really loved it. But before we had started it, we met this younger couple at church and we had, um, never met them before, but I started talking to them and like uh, I met him again the next week and, and, and then we were getting ready to start our group. I was like, Hey, uh, you guys should join our group. They're like, sure, we'll do it. And so we started the group. And so I'd met them a few weeks in a row. And then it was this one particular Tuesday and they come to our house and they opened the door and it took me a second. I didn't know who they were because when they came to the door, they didn't have their, their masks on. But at church, we, you know, people have masks on and I had never seen them without a mask. 
Wow. And it was That's such a, a it was such an interesting thing. Like, oh yeah. You guys existed before this, but I never knew you before this. This is so weird. And um, I didn't even know what to do with that moment. And yeah. how many people, uh, like this is gonna be a fascinating thing. How many people have you interacted with, whether it's you're going to Starbucks on a regular basis and you see a new barista that you've never seen without a mask on? Like how interesting is that going to be like, no like opinions aside just like oh hey you have a mouth too no way this is really cool i always i i've never experienced that so i yeah. uh, all that to say man i you know masks or no masks i'm more just excited for things to trend in a direction where we can see each other again um and at, at a at a kind of interpersonal level like see people again yeah yeah, there's been some, I mean, there, there's definitely some of those places where, uh, like you think about certain states already have opened their states up for, like, you don't have to wear a mask. And then you heard today even um, uh, Biden made a statement that if you've been vaccinated, you can not wear a mask in public and all this stuff. So it's just interesting how I think it's going to be really disruptive to finally see people's faces again. <laughs> You're yeah. like... Oh my gosh, like you have a mouth. Oh, you grew a beard? What the heck? <laughs> like, um, Hey, can you put your mask back on? Uh, yeah. I kind of liked not seeing your smile. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, and I have not shared this with our listeners, um, but this is something actually that, um, you know, we've started sharing a little bit with our friends and even our church family. But my wife and I, Kaylee and I, were actually, our family were moving from the Pacific Northwest um, to Texas of all places um, in the summer, late summer. And part of that move, what, what kind of brought us one of, one of the big things about the move was just culture, right? Like we've lived in Seattle for four years, um, have loved it. It's been incredible. Um, just meeting people, making connections, being a part of a church family. Um, but then we've just been kind of thinking about like, you know, God, where do you want our family to be? Where do you want my, our kids to grow up? Um, what kind of culture do we want? Like, you know, do we want to be around family? Like, what does that mean for us? And so, um, so yeah, we're actually tailored. So you already know this, but for our listeners, like we're, we're actually in process of moving. And one of the big things that, that, that made Dallas, Texas so attractive to us was how friendly people are there. Um, and it was just so different for us. Um, you know, for those of you that don't know, there is a thing in Seattle called the Seattle freeze. And I am an introvert and I love that. <laughs> um, my wife, on the other hand, does not. Um, so, so where we're moving to, um, you know, it's going to be the opposite of a freeze. It's going to be like, Hey, how's it going? What, what's going on with you? Um, how's life? And, you know, and, and we, we had some time to visit um, Dallas uh, at the end of February and um, that was the big takeaway that we had. It's like, wow, people are just, it's just a different culture. And we could totally see like God breathing on this and this being yeah. where we land. Um, but part of that was that culture piece, Taylor, to your point. Um, not to say Seattle's bad, because I would stay here if, if it was my choice. <laughs> <laughs> so but, what you're saying but, is you're being forced. No, I'm just kidding. 
I know you. I just put on my head covering and just decided to go for it. No, that's not. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's more. It's you realize like what like every everyone has to ask. You know, and this is a thing, Taylor. I think we've touched on this in some of our other episodes. Um, I think the pandemic has been clarifying in many ways for all of us because it's forced us to ask deeper existential questions about yeah. what really matters. And for us as a family, it was that that we were answering that question of God, like, where do you want us to be? Um, where do we raise our kids? And yeah. for whatever reason, um, like we, we felt comfortable with Dallas because we both have family there and of the culture and a whole host of other reasons. But, but yeah, so just some life news uh, listeners for, for the few of you that, that care. <laughs> so are you going to become a Texas, Dallas, Texas sports fan, or are you going to stay loyal to, you know, the Blazers and, or the Seahawks or, were you even loyal to them in the first place? Do you care? Are, are I, you, I uh, don't. I you never. A Toronto Raptors fan. You're, <laughs> you're uh, pseudo Canadian or what? Um, great question, Taylor. So you know, <laughs> I am. I am. I've always been a bandwagon fan, and I'm the definition of a bandwagoner with sports. Um, the only reason I root for the Seahawks is because of Russell Wilson. I liked Russell Wilson when he was at Wisconsin. And when he was at NC state and then when he got drafted by the Seahawks, I'm like, I'm going to start watching the Seahawks. And of course, like they had an incredible run right when he started. Um, he won that starting job. Like, you know, same thing with the like sport with basketball. Like I've been a Steph Curry fan um, for the longest time. And I never thought he'd win a championship. And I've, ever since then, I've just rooted for the Warriors right now, Taylor, if I'm confessing the team I'm rooting for in the NFL it's the it's the uh, the the Los Angeles Chargers, and you know why? <laughs> because they drafted an Oregon Ducks QB, Justin Herbert. Dude, and I am a diehard Oregon Ducks fan. That's the one thing I'm like a fan of, like because you know lived in Portland for a very long time, very long part of my life. So Justin Herbert is my like I'm I'm I've, I've jumped on the bandwagon. I'm a Chargers fan now. <laughs> But oh, thankfully, man. Taylor, they play in the AFC, not the NFC. So I won't have any problems with like them playing the Seahawks and knowing who to root for. So unless they get to the that Super is, Bowl. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm i not a Dallas fan, but I'm rooting for you. No, we're, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're excited for you guys, man. And uh, that's going to be a cool season. What do you feel like? Um, you know, when it, when it comes to church, you know, we're talking the future church and all of that kind of stuff. You're, you're leaving one kind of, uh, one kind of culture and going <laughs> to, uh, another kind of culture. Now, granted the, the, the world we live in now is one where, you know, perhaps the distance between a Dallas experience and a Seattle experience is closer than it would have been 20 years ago. But nonetheless, we're in a very much more of a post-Christian society uh, and culture here in the Seattle area, really in the whole Northwest, um, and no different out here where I live. But you're going to Dallas area where it's a little bit – it's not as far in that trajectory as we would be here. So yeah. 
what are you thinking about when it comes to church as you're going there? What's in your mind? What are you looking for? What are you aware of? What are you thankful for? What are you going to miss up here? Yeah, um, I think uh, at a baseline level, I think uh, just as humans, we exist as spiritual like beings, whether you're an atheist, an agnostic, uh, a Muslim, a Hindu, a Buddhist, a Christian, like there's these spiritual things we do. So the thing I've appreciated, Taylor, about like living in Seattle, because most of my context up here were not Christians. Um, Being in downtown, being kind of in the urban core of Seattle, most of my friend circle were, were people who did not follow Jesus. And, but at the same time, they didn't, hate on me because I did follow Jesus. Like that was actually the coolest phenomenon for me. Um, You know, going from a mega church kind of insulated environment as a, as a pastor in Portland to this completely non-Christian post-Christian environment in Seattle um, was a revelation because you realize like, Oh, like people are kind of the same. Um, I think the thing that's going to be interesting um, for Dallas is, um, you know, there's just, there's churches everywhere, but I think there's also a lot of people who are culturally Christians, as we've talked about, like they, they kind of go to church or they're around church. Um, and so I do think, I still think that there are people who, who do church, but they haven't found Jesus. Mm. And I think the same things that lead to kind of those incredible conversations I've had with people who aren't Christians up here in Seattle versus Christians in Portland. I think the same interactions apply because people are looking for real. They're looking for authentic. They're looking for hope. They're looking for life. Um, and, and frankly, they're looking for good news. And, and sometimes people in church need to get saved. Yeah. (laughs) You know, they need to rediscover Jesus and that sometimes it doesn't happen in church. It happens in the neighborhood. It happens in conversation yeah. It happens when you have these life on life interactions. So those are the things we're really looking forward to. I think we, we leaned into the neighborhood value when we lived here in, in living here in Seattle. Um, and that's something we're going to take with us as we transition into Dallas. Like we care about our neighbors, like let's build community in the space we occupy and, and inhabit. Right. Yeah. So, so those are some things we're taking with us and, and however God kind of, leads us um, on the church side, I think we'll just be once again, spirit led, like Holy Spirit, sure. where are you leading us? Um, you know, what are the doors you're opening for us? Like, where do we feel peace? Um, you know, um, where do we align theologically? Like there's all of those questions, but I do not want to become a church hopper. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, this one church is not my thing because they don't have like these five things that I want. But this other church has like, the seven things I want. And they have like two things I don't like, you know, like I just, all that kind of stuff, just, I'm not a fan of, um, like I, you know, like I've told you we're I'm, we're practitioners, we're people who have lived and breathed like spiritual community and church life. And so, um, there's a lot that goes into that and you need to kind of find your tribe. You need to find where God is sending you to. So there's a lot that needs to be defined, but we're very hopeful and, and super excited for, for what that looks like. I love it. What are you on the flip side? What are you excited about church there that maybe you look at here that you're like, Oh, I can't wait to get there, get out of here or whatever. Oh, um, I think, 
Yeah, I, I guess the thing I'm most excited about with church is um, just like finding finding people that are authentic. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, there's just so many more Christians down there. So the chances of you finding people who love Jesus and are good people are higher in that sense because they they're similar in worldview to me. Now there is also a dark side to that where you can kind of get comfortable because you're, you're now have found kind of your people. And then you kind of otherize the folks who aren't like you. Right. But I am excited about that because that is something we haven't had. Right. Like, like when we, when Kaylee and I have certain values in how we raise our family or how we conduct ourselves in our lives, like um, it's been hard to find a lot of people that share the same values and that's not an indictment on Seattle. It's just culture. And yeah. so I think just knowing that there's going to be more of that um, is exciting to an extent. I mean, and, and like I said, it's also, there's this kind of dark side to it because you can get almost too comfortable with that. You can start taking things for granted, but, but we are very excited about that. I love it, man. Well, we're excited for you guys. It's going to be cool. Well, we'll hopefully we'll continue the podcast and you'll hear how good or bad. <laughs> no, we'll continue. Here's the, here's what I'm excited for people to hear is cause we already record this on zoom. So nothing changes other than we're either going to record this at like midnight, your time or like, you know, 4 a.m. Early my morning. time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but I'm excited for people to hear your Texan accent, you know? Oh man, and, I'm working uh, on it. Y'all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that that's, that's going to happen. And I, you're shaking your head now, but it's going to happen. And I'm going to totally shame you. It's contagious. It, so. It's like, it's like I, I need to get the inoculation, the, the vaccine to, to make sure I don't turn into the, the Texan <laughs> that you're talking what's, about. What's funny is we've, we've had plenty of friends over the years who've moved to Texas or, or, or wherever else. And it's, it's not weeks before they start really talking that way. What's funny is yesterday I got coffee with one of our youth leaders and he moved this last year from Texas to here. And um, we were just sitting together and I'm talking to him. And over the course of our one hour together, I started picking up on little nuances of just how he said words, not even words that he said, like y'all or anything like that, which he'll say sometimes. But it was so funny how I started just subtly picking that up in our one hour together. And so like, what's it, what's an example? Oh, just little nuances of the accent and pronunciation of syllables and, and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, smiling, that's another thing I picked up from him, you know, because he's from Texas. And so because Taylor doesn't smile very much. I don't smile very much. No, I'm I'm really a miserable (laughs) person. Uh, So (laughs) real miracle. Noelle's just been bearing uh, her burdens. (laughs) Wow. Wow, she she does. She bears my burdens in love. Uh, no, Taylor is. Taylor is like the most hilarious guy you'll ever meet. So he's laughing all the time. So I don't know what you mean by you learned about smiling. I'm I'm really intrigued now. <laughs> I am a happy person. I'm happy. I'm doing good. I I'm not moving to Texas though. So uh, we oh, you know man. we we, we kind of doubled down. We built a we we got a new patio in our backyard. Yeah, and and we it's beautiful. Some- yeah, we, we're excited. We got a gazebo that we built, and I say we very loosely, meaning I helped carry the packages to the backyard. And then for a couple of days, my 
uh, Noel's uncle and uh, in law, my in-laws, Noel's parents, um, were here during the day and we just had a crazy week, but it was going to rain and they're like, we'll do it. And they put it all together and it looks incredible. So just in time for the rain, we got our outdoor seating and our gazebo and our patio up. So the whole two weeks of, of, of sun, we couldn't even go in our backyard cause there were like rebar and poles and everything waiting for the concrete. And then it finally comes in, we get the gazebo and all that kind of stuff we can't even use it and you know hey maybe that's a parallel for the world that we're living in you know we've been totally waiting <laughs> actually it probably is i'll i'll come up with some sort of lesson for it, yeah at some point and preach it to our youth ministry so 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 taylor just to kind of like you, i mean we we could kind of riff on that for a little bit but as you as you are thinking about you know you talked about transition with mm -hmm. um some of the staff at church but yeah when you think about the future, uh, just even this year, what are some things you're excited about for your church? You know, I, I, beyond the just the seasonal, like I'm excited for us to open up again and I'm excited for, you know, that sort of thing. I really do believe that, and I have to convince myself of this to be true because I don't like it. I don't like what this last year I think it's been tiring. It's been exhausting at times. It's been, there's a lot of fatigue and, um, you know, I was, I was sp talking with a, a, a buddy of mine. He's a, was a pastor and, um, he just got a new job. Um, and his, his wife's in grad school and all sorts of stuff. But he was saying, you know, this last year, the fun of ministry, uh, he's like, I, I didn't get to experience a lot of the fun. And I think that's been a, a, a real, uh, that has been a real thing. Not to say that it wasn't fun. We had a lot of fun and, and we made the most of it. And I think we got to learn and, and all that kind of stuff. But what I would say is that has been a real experience for a lot of people. And that's been, an, I mean, that's been true for me at times where it's just like, ah, oh, it's been such a fatiguing kind of year. But what in all of that, there has been a blessing in it in that it has refined and is continuing to refine the church and it's refining the people in the church. And, um, and in a hard way, I, th I think in a way that we didn't really anticipate necessarily, uh, but in, in a way that only God could, it's, he's separating, he's separating the, um, the people who are in from the people that are, are, are kind of they're one foot in one foot out. And there's been that huge tectonic shift, but that needed to happen because the people who were, you know, um, one foot in one foot out, they're not going to make it. And so I, what I'm excited for, and I think I feel a sense of this a little bit, whether it be on a Sunday morning or whatever is the people that are in, they're like, let's go. Like, let's, let's, do this. Let's see God's church be what it's meant to be. Let's go in um, just on the presence of God and seeing God move. Um, let's do what we're called to do. Let's not waste any time. Um, let's really follow Jesus with all we've got. And um, I think at a, a just at a individual level, I'm seeing a lot of that. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to as we potentially onboard new people to onboard them into a place where that's what we're seeing 
and what we're going after, not just church as usual, but let's uh, let's give it everything. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited to see people um, just kind of a new kind of harvest. One of the things that we felt for our church and we kind of actually got some prophetic words from people um, whose voices we really respect that just said, you know, right now we're in a season of transition, just our church as a, literally our church, but I think this could be a felt experience for a lot of people. And in some of those seasons of transition, you may not feel that fruit that you want to feel, but you're in that in between. And so, um, so we really feel like that we're, we're in this place where we're in that transition, but we know that fruit and, and new things are coming. And so in the meantime, we're just going to remain and do what we can to fertilize and get ready for what's coming. So, yeah. So I'm excited. I, I know that's, yeah. it's kind of a roundabout answer, but I'm just excited to see people go after it. And, and, um, and, you know, uh, honestly, we've, we've, we've got a great chance of having our summer camp this year. I'm excited for that. I'm excited that's to great. do some of the stuff that just, is really just fun and reminds you why you also like to be a part of the church and like mm -hmm. to work at the church. Like I like summer camp. I really enjoy yeah. it. And so I'm looking forward to the prospect of that kind of stuff because it's just a fun reminder, a, a bonus, like, Hey, this is cool that we get to do this. So for sure. For sure. Yeah. Just in kind of reflecting, um, I remember last year, I mean, a year ago around this time, like you and I, would talk on the phone and just reflect on like, Oh my gosh, like what is about to happen? Yeah. Do you remember those conversations where oh, yeah. I'd be like walking the Arboretum and you'd be like somewhere. And I remember these conversations. I, Cause I just kept calling a bunch of my friends. I'm like, man, like, how are you guys doing? What's going on? But I just remember that, like that there's just this sense of like, Oh my gosh, what is happening in the world? What's going to happen with our church? Like, are we going to make it like all of us, like yeah. every single one of us were asking these, like, deeply kind of existentially scary questions. And yeah. um, it's been really cool to see how God has led not just our churches, but the collective church mm -hmm. um, globally through the craziness of this last year. Um, so, I mean, Taylor, so from your perspective and just kind of like to zoom back in to like, when you look back at the last 12 months, like what have you felt like God has taught you what's like the number one thing you feel like man this is what i leaned into this is what i felt like god taught me um i think there's a few things i think the biggest thing only uh, one only one taylor uh only just kidding one thing. you can tell me all you want um, go for it <laughs> i mean like to be honest um man uh th the word that we got back in september yeah i think before that it would have been summer um, before this year, 2021. So it was midway through 2020 as I was looking ahead to the year ahead. And, um, I don't think I knew what would, what would follow the latter half of, of 2020 or even coming into this year. And granted, we'd already experienced plenty with, um, with the beginning of COVID and George Floyd and, you know, just kind of coming up kind of the collective breathing in, getting ready for the election to come up. Um, but the word that we got was just remain. And, um, and that's kind of the theme for this year. 
that we're in right now, which is remain like, um, and that word can take on many forms. It's like, okay, remain in me. That, that's what God would say to us, like remain in me. Um, but it's just this, this spirit that says, um, when others go, you just, you, you stay. And that, that's not an excuse for stubborn, stubbornness so much as, um, a, an opportunity to be resolvent that when others just kind of cave and give in, not to say that anyone who's in a season right now is caving or giving in, but you get what I'm saying where it's like, Mm -hmm. I know that for me to quit would be to give in. And I just, sure. I, that I've removed that option. And so I'm encouraged that um, when I feel depleted, God meets me right where I'm at. And um, I just think that there's there's something that happens when when you could quit, but you didn't. And sure. so I'm, I'm excited. Um, I, I think that's something that I've learned. And and I was listening to a podcast this morning and um, it was actually a discussion between uh, uh, T.D. Jakes and Stephen Furtick. Um, mm-hmm. But T.D. Jakes was kind of talking about some of his story and he's, whatever you think of him, he's, he's, he's a fantastic uh, speaker and orator. And, but he's got such crazy like experiences and he was just sharing some of his experiences that he's had, some of the people he's met, some of the things he's been through and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, and just kind of weaving this, this whole journey of the reason I'm where I am is because of every single one of these. And I was thinking as I'm listening to that, I just believe that I'm going to come to a place years from now and weeks from now and months from now where I look back on right now and say, I'm where I am in part because of all that I learned there and all that I screwed up there and all that I messed up and all the decisions that I failed to make correctly or the ones that I failed to make or I was too slow on or the things that I got wrong at first and then had to unlearn and all of that kind of stuff, all of that, all of the pain, all of the the, the tension of the season, it's, it's making me who I am. So for that, I'm just thankful. So I'm just more resolvent to stay resolvent. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. um, I don't always feel it though, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to remain and stick with it. I so. love it. Yeah. How about you? That's good. What have you learned this last year? Anything? Nothing, man. <laughs> I haven't learned a thing. No. Um, I, you know, I, I, um, there's this old quote by, uh, Rahm Emanuel and, and others, Actually, you know, know, I think it was Winston Churchill that first said it, but um, it was this concept of never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. (laughs) And that can be a bad thing because you can spin something into like some sort, you can almost conjure up like some thing out of the pain and the trauma and the mess, the messiness of a pandemic. But I do think um, it was a word that like our pastors um, at Union Church here in Seattle said to the team, they're like, you know, don't let, I mean, not, I mean, not in, not in jest, but in a very like clear kind of pastoral way, like don't let a pandemic, like a good pandemic go to waste. Like God is up to something. Um, and, um, I think, I think for me, what that meant was how am I learning? How am I absorbing new information? Um, 
you know, as God has allowed this level of disruption, what am I taking with me as I think about the future, think about where we're headed, like think about church, think about community. What does this look like? Right. So I feel like there's been so much that this last year, and, and we've talked about this, this last year has fast forwarded so much of those trends. Um, you know, and I think I'm, I feel like I've learned that, um, God continues to work regardless of the way we've always done it. And he's always up to something. And it's, it's our job as pastors and leaders to kind of have our eyes open and our ears listening to what God is doing and saying. Right. And so, I think that's the biggest thing that, that really hit me, right? Like, you know, where is God leading uh, my community and what is God asking us to do and how is he clarifying the future? And, you know, what are the things that really matter in all of this? Right. So I think in all of those things, and, and, you know, I touched on it earlier with even our move, but it's just coming back to like, okay, this disruption happened, like, what is the thing that God is teaching me through it? Like, and I'll give you, I'll give you like a perfect life example, right? Um, the, the, one of the best silver linings of, of the pandemic for me has been a, being able to work from home. Mm. Um, my, like I mentioned, my daughter who turned two, um, for my other two kids, um, I have not, I never had the chance to see these early formative years at home because um, I was working, whether it was at, Uh, my church or working, you know, these last four years in tech up here in Seattle. um, I missed out on a lot of those kind of like formative years of my kids' lives. Um, Like when they're like, like newborn to two and like three and four. And, and so I think like this last year, I really got to see Annabelle um, go from being like, you know, a little baby um, who's learning how to walk Mm -hmm. to now like starting to talk. And just all the time that I get with my kids at home where like they're homeschooling, like they're doing like, you know, zoom classes or whatever this last year. And I can just walk out of my office room and just be like, dad's here. Like, don't screw around. Like, (laughs) you know, like that, that level of love connection with my kids. um, That's been a huge silver lining that I would, you would have never had um, pre pandemic. um, Cause the industry like, like tech hadn't, begun this kind of transition to saying, Hey, like, let's talk about hybrid work. Let's talk about remote work. Um, so, so, so it's very exciting in some sense, um, for, for me, when I think about like in my industry, like they've learned, right. They've learned that we can still get the same quality work done. Um, or we have to maybe change a couple of things, but we still get the same work done and we don't have to pay for an office building. Right. So like in the same way, I've been asking like, okay, God, like, what does that mean for us as a church? Like, what are the little nuances that we can start noticing? Um, And so that's, that's probably been the funnest thing this last year, Taylor, like realizing that there is so much that um, has been clarified that we're asking better questions. Um, You know, you realize the things that really matter, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, the, the, the long answer for a very short question. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's been one of my uh, other favorite things about this last year is starting this podcast. So 
That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And Kind of meta. uh, yeah, this is uh, number 13, right? Is this episode 13? I believe so. Yeah. 13 reasons why. 13 reasons why to start a podcast. Did you get the reference? It's a TV show. It's okay. <laughs> I, I did. I did. But I'm, I'm a little slow with the pop culture references, as our listeners are aware of. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is episode 13. I was just confirming. Love it. I was checking, checking up. Yeah, we're coming up on 13. So um, I, I did feel like, Taylor, that it'd be good for us. Um, something we haven't really done much of in the last 12 episodes is um, leaning into listener feedback. Um, if you have something you want to share with us, um, you know where to find us on social, whether it's, you know, Instagram or Twitter, um, you know, or even in that review, when you write a review, um, we would love to kind of hear what you have learned. Um, what are some of the thoughts you've had as you've listened to these episodes? Um, we do want to do more, um, but we also want to listen to our audience and get, um, just connect and engage and understand like, what are the challenges you're facing as a pastor or a leader in your church? And how are you handling, um, you know, all of maybe some of the issues we've talked about. So Taylor, um, you can, uh, you know, should we just ask them to, to comment on Instagram or send us a message? Yeah, or I think they could how comment, should we do on, that? comment on Instagram or send us a, a, a DM on Instagram. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, do we have other ways we could use as well? Yeah. Well, I mean, there are others, but let's, let's do Instagram. I, I guess yeah. the other thing too, we'd love to know listeners is, um, do you guys want us to do more interactive type things? Like, would you want us to do an Instagram live where you guys can hop on a call, um, like that Instagram live with us? Do you want us to do a clubhouse where we can just have a really fun conversation for like a couple hours or whatever? Um, you know, do you want us to just give us ideas? Do you want us to be well, yeah. on Twitch, and, like gaming live? No, just I kidding. Think, I think also too, you know, anyone who you want to hear from. So yeah, someone we yeah. could someone we could talk to, whether it's big or small, um, that we could uh, interview on a particular subject or or whatever. Someone who's you know who's got a voice into the kinds of things that we're talking about. I think that would be fun. Nobody's off limits. So we would love to love to hear feedback on what we could do there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and also if, if any of you like want to come on the pod, um, hey, hit us up, let us know as well, because, um, you know, having those listeners, like if you have something like a unique story or something you feel like you want to share, we'd love to hear about it. Um, you guys are the lifeblood of what we do. We don't do this because, um, podcasts are an easy thing to do. We do it because we love our listeners. We want to engage with the people that we care about because we're doing the same thing you guys are. And so, yeah, we'd love to, we'd love to hear more and, and engage more. Yeah. It's going to be fun. We're just getting started. Just getting started. Season one guys, season one. We could, you know, we could make this episode one of season two because we did take a two week break. I don't know if that counts <laughs> or we <laughs> we'll figure I, that out. You're we'll going to listen that out. and you're going to, you're going to know already. Is this season two? Or is it season one? I, I'm not feeling like it's, it's season two yet. It's not. Because I, I feel like we haven't finished season one yet. You're right. That's my. We got to finish what we started. That's right. You know, we're going to complete what God set us out to do. 
We can't. Yeah, we can't end. What's what's the number of completion, Taylor? Uh, well, that's back at seven. So we kind of completed. Also, we were done. We kept Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but fourteen is twice the number of completion. So True. done and you know done again, and so you know who knows? Maybe maybe we got one more episode this season. You're gonna have to stay tuned to find out. I I must say, last thing, um, I Taylor and I have faithfully drank the best coffee ever. Vivid coffee every morning on my pour over, bro. Yeah, it is. It is number one. It is the best. I it is yep. the, one of the highlights of my morning. I cannot go without my vivid coffee. So Ian Bailey, thank you for sponsoring us, even though I don't know what that means, but uh, we will talk you up because we love your coffee. So listeners, if you have not. I'm still doing the monthly subscription. I'm doing the two bag. I might have to up it to three though, because I'm I'm getting real close and I've been supplementing it with some other coffee that I had. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to up to three, three coffee. And it's worth it. Absolutely worth it. So get some good coffee. All right. Absolutely. Here it is. We love you.